Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 248th ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the MSP studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing great, Cameron, but more importantly, how are you doing on your birthday? I'm doing pretty well. I'm feeling feeling old. Um, that's how, a lie. How old are you today? I'm 30 years old. Wow. Congrats. I feel like I'm supposed to say I'm feeling old. Thank you. Uh, but I don't. Young at heart. Young and spry. That's what I'm going for. My body feels old. I'm tired all the time. Yeah, that's just from having a baby. You had a baby. <laughs> yeah. You, you got your coffee. Just, I, I got to have the coffee. You got, you got your fuel. Got to stay hydrated. That's true. Got to sleep. Haven't been doing that for the past almost two years now. Because that'll do it to you. Olivia's like uh, 21 months old, and uh, yeah, haven't slept a whole lot yeah, in that time. Sleeping's good for, for feeling less tired, typically. But what's important is I feel I feel young of spirit. Good. I, I feel young of mind. I still feel nimble in those ways. Nimble and sharp. Not so much physically. Okay. But the good news is I don't have to exert myself physically that much, that often in, yeah. nowadays. So who cares? We, I mean, we could record this podcast till we're 105 years old. Exactly. Just sitting and just wheel you both in. Just and sitting here. N- in a nursing home. Just All we got to do is move our lips. Yeah. Just beds <laughs> next to each other. <laughs> just watching the game. Just like pull the mics down from the ceiling. Yes. Just have them all rigged up. That's all we need. And that's, I'm going write, to write that down. That's Keep a good those plan. Crossword puzzles. That's a plan for the future. Right put, that, put that in your phone for a few years later. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm 30. Are you already 30? I'm 29. No. Yeah, you're younger. Okay. I will be later Soon. this year. How long have you Very been 30? Soon. A little while. Less than a year. Okay. All right. Well, I'm really bad with birthdays. I, I have like five that I remember. You have five birthdays. Five birthdays that I remember consistently. I can so. always remember Kyle's because it's the day after mine. There oh, you go. Incredible. It makes it pretty easy. I can never remember yours though, Cam. That's okay. I'm not. I'm not real big on birthdays either. Everybody has them. Yeah, but I realize not everybody else feels that way. So sometimes I feel like I. Yeah, you gotta be careful. You say that too. Yeah, exactly. Like, probably don't say that on a podcast or publicly, or you know. But in you know, just in this room, it's fine. Everybody listening to this, I don't care about your birthday. <laughs> that's just that's that's the reality. Just of it. the truth in it. But I don't care if you care about mine. So even. It's worse when people care more about your own birthday than you do. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Because then they're like doing stuff for you, and then you're like, I mean, I appreciate it, but you don't have to. Just let someone love you, Cam. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. I always just get nervous that they're going to be expecting yes. reciprocation. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Okay. It's scary. I'm not motivated to do that. That's fine. I'm glad you're letting me off the hook on that, Kyle. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Yeah uh kyle what are we talking about this week uh we've got i want to talk about the ea sports college football video game Uh, i want to talk about connor vanover uh isaiah mosley basketball recruiting all kinds of stuff so before we get into all that don't forget to subscribe on youtube oh speaking of youtube we surpassed 500 youtube subscribers so, 500. so thank you to everyone who uh, has subscribed and let's keep it going. 
We're pushing for a thousand. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, leave us a review wherever you listen to us, and you can support us directly on Patreon, patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. We just released some exclusive content over there last week where we did a what if there was a 12-team playoff in college football in 2013. Missouri would have been an eight seed. What would have happened? We try to figure that out, have a little fun with it. So subscribe on Patreon if you want to see that. Um, Kyle, EA Sports is releasing a new college football video game. Have you heard about that? I have, yes. It was supposed to come out next month, was the original release date, July 2023. They bumped that a year. As of right now, it's supposed to come out July 2024. Do you think that's going to actually happen? Are we ever going to get this game in our hands? Um... I would say no to your first question and yes to your second question. So I don't think it'll, I think it'll be delayed again. Someday I think we will play a new college football game, but unfortunately it'll probably be like two console generations from now. Yeah. It's uh it's been a depressing thing to follow. Honestly. Um, if you're a fan of that series, obviously the, we are financial situation with <laughs> paying players and whatnot and the likeness and all that stuff. Uh, caused a problem back in 2014 and now we have a financial situation trying to purchase any of those games from exactly from back then because you gotta get a pony up exactly good luck finding used copies um but recently it was reported that they the company is only offering 500 dollars per player to use their likeness in the video game and it's uh sounds like this is a lot of speculation and rumor, I think, but it sounded like it was going to be a sort of an opt-in system where if you want to participate, you just say yes, and they'll send you a check, and then you're in the game. And, of course, people balked at that, uh, thinking that $500 was not very much for a multi-billion dollar corporation releasing a much-anticipated video game that's going to sell millions of copies. But I don't know. It's a it's a tough thing to navigate. I feel like I the the players should get paid for it, but it's it's such a mess. Anything that you're going to try to do that covers the entire sport is just going to be really difficult to pull off. I I feel like this is EA Sports kind of like reaching the olive branch out and being like, "Here, this yeah. is what we're willing to do." And I really have a feeling if the players don't go for that they'll just be like forget it there'll be no actual player likenesses in the game yeah at all yeah you're probably right it does feel like we put this franchise on hold for 10 plus years for you to offer us 500 dollars. yeah like that's that's all that's that's as close as we ever were um it's not a lot of money but at the same time I think everybody would just like to see it happen. So it's, I don't know, it's weird. It's a weird situation. I know a lot of the players have, a lot of college football players over the years that don't play anymore and current players have come out and said like, I just want to be able to play as myself in the in a video game. That'd be really fun. Can I do that please? Sure. And like uh, Mike Wright, uh, formerly quarterback at Vanderbilt, now quarterback at Mississippi State, he said he would take $20. He just wants to be able to play the game. And he said he would opt in for free if they make his speed rating accurate in the game. 
So that seems like a better uh, negotiating tactic than uh, he's like ne- make me fast negotiating his like attributes in the game for in exchange for how much they pay him to be in it. But I feel like uh, from a consumer standpoint, I just want to be able to customize the rosters at minimum on my own. Like with the 2014 game, you can download other people's rosters Mm -hmm. that they've done all the work to make them accurate and everything. That's very nice and handy. I don't even need that. If you're worried about sharing rosters and that gets a little tricky with the legality of it, don't worry about it. Let me customize my own rosters just for me, and I'll be happy. That's all I need. But coming from the uh, the company that has basically run Madden into the ground. Uh, <laughs> the king of microtransactions. Yes. Uh, not a very well-liked company in general, definitely not in video game circles. I, uh, I'll buy it no matter what, but I'm definitely, uh, if it's just a bad microtransaction filled ultimate team cash grab i will never buy the game again and i'll just go back to playing on my xbox 360 wow done it for the last 10 years i can do it for 10 more uh kyle did you see uh this is a little bit random but did you see blaine gabbert's comments about mizzou uh, according to PJ Green TV on Twitter, Blaine Gabbert, now with the Kansas City Chiefs, formerly quarterback of the Missouri Tigers, said that he hasn't been to Columbia since he left Mizzou. And he said he's, quote, a Big 12 guy at heart and can't get behind the SEC stuff. Yes, a little bit of interesting comments. Um I guess I'm a little bit surprised he's never been back to Columbia, regardless of the conference thing. Which yeah. are those? Are those connected? Have you not been back because of this? Are you that angry about it, or you just had no reason to go back? Just that could because be. you were ready to move on. Yeah, yeah, it is weird. It seems like you know all universities, especially Mizzou, has any time I've ever seen they're like commemorating certain teams. You'd think like yeah the. 2010 team would get a standing ovation at a game or something at some point but uh yeah i thought that was weird that he hadn't been back to columbia but i want to know what you think a big 12 guy at heart is is blank gabbert a boomer (laughs) has he got boomer mindset was that a kind of a boomer comment i mean there's there's a lot of there's probably some boomers listening to this podcast it's perfectly fine to be a boomer I I understand I understand his comment I'm I'm not sure I agree with it I, maybe I'm maybe I shouldn't even say I understand it but you know there's something classic about those big t- big twelve days I think at times it's easy to kind of long for you know the tradition that uh, you know and those ye- those years at Missouri was a little better than they have been uh, recently and stuff like that but. Mm-hmm. Those more classic rivalries, okay. Sure, yeah. Maybe Blaine, Gra- Blaine Grabert is just a very principled guy, you know? Yeah. And this is his this is his truth. He is a Big 12 guy at heart. Right, and, and I mean, we already know he's an American hero. That's true, that's true. So he's, he's an American hero, but I think he's putting his status as true son in jeopardy with these kind of comments. Were you, were you that moved? I'm ready to strip him of the title if he even ever had it. I don't know if he ever did. 
can't get behind the SEC stuff. What's can't, the SEC can't, stuff? Can't get behind making more money. No. Can't get behind playing in the pres- best conference in college football. A more prestigious conference. Can't get behind that. I don't can't, know. He was uh, more fan of, uh, a bigger fan of the Big 12 that was currently sinking and being ruled by its overlord, Texas. Yeah. And he misses that. Who has now also decided to join the SEC. <laughs> And weren't there a couple, wasn't it just reported recently that a couple Pac-12 teams are going to the back Big to, 12? I think Colorado's going back to the back to the Big 12. It's like what the rumor is. Interesting. Not us. Not Missouri. We're not going back. No Nebraska's what, not going back. No matter what Blaine Gabbert says. There would have to be like the college football conference apocalypse would have to happen where like every conference gets broken up and has to restart. Then yeah. I could see some kind of like regional the sec would have to kick us out that's true they'd have to make us leave <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying like the end of college football as we know it restructured from the ground up is we're the not only, leaving is the only way we're leaving the sec <laughs> oh blaine blaine gabbert big 12 guy at heart that's what he's going to be known as from now on unfortunately did it to himself and now he's on your kansas city chiefs he's not playing He's going to have to come in when for like two plays while Patrick Mahomes is on the sideline. He'll play in the preseason. Getting everybody uh, scared about, oh, is he hurt? Uh, Blaine Gabbert's going to have to come in for two plays and then Patrick Mahomes comes back out. Oh, he's actually fine. That's a yearly tradition, actually. <laughs> um, okay, last little bit of football talk here. Um, a very young recruiting prospect was on campus recently jackson cantwell has a missouri lineage his father went to mizzou was a track star and jackson has just completed his freshman year at nixa high school just down the road and he is 68 270 according to 24 7 sports so it's good to get him on campus uh any thoughts about him as a recruit and what uh, maybe the prospects look like for Mizzou landing him. Yeah. Um, Jackson Cantwell, shout out Nixon, Missouri, uh, my hometown. Um, yeah, I mean, th- I mean, probably one of the most important recruits coming up the pipeline as far as just how good he can be. And, w- I mean, we already know. I mean, he's legitimately, what, 14, 15 years old, and we can already tell he has the body of the dream offensive tackle. Just that. The kind you would make in a video ath- game. Yes, exactly. Just the tall, long arms, like cl- great athlete yeah. already. Uh, it's going to be great out in space laterally. Uh, like you said, great lineage of, of athletic background. It, I mean, he's just a one in a million type prospect, honestly. And he's right. Uh, he's from Missouri and has ties to the program. So. Uh, you're going to be hearing about Jackson Cantwell a lot over the next couple of years. Yeah, it's such an interesting thing when a guy is so young and already, like, his recruiting has officially kicked off in a big way. Like, taking unofficial visits, but also he was posting his camp schedule for this summer. He's going to be in Athens, Georgia for a Georgia camp. I think I saw maybe Texas A&M camp, Oklahoma maybe, so... It reminded me of Luther Burden's recruitment where late in his high school career, I was like tracking every camp he went to 
hoping that he would not commit like during that camp. Right. Yeah. I mean, in, in some ways, I think this is going to be a similar uh, situation where you're just going to have to buckle up and and just take it whenever he's going to all these big programs. He's going to be a five-star recruit, most likely recruited by everybody in the country. And he's going to take his visits and you're just going to have to hope and pray that his connection with Missouri is the thing that, that kind of stands the test of time through all of that. Yeah, still an incredibly long way to go. And all of this hype so far is is mostly based on his measurables. I mean, literally prototypical size and just like body style for an elite tackle. Mm -hmm. And now he's got to, you know, progress through his high school career like you would expect him to do, but um, he shouldn't really have a problem there. And yeah, so keep track of Jackson Cantwell. Um, anything else football related before we switch gears? I don't think so. Are you getting excited for football? What do you think? <laughs> Have you started watching last year's highlights yet? Uh, actually, yeah. Um, I watched uh last year's Florida game. Okay. Um, mainly because I was actually kind of curious at what Anthony Richardson did in that game. Now the quarterback for the indianapolis colts the fourth overall selection in the nfl draft the only thing i remember him doing is like scrambling on a third and 15 to like basically win the game for florida he i mean which is a microcosm of his entire career at florida or all of, of last season was he basically was terrible for like 80 percent of the time or even 90 percent of the time but would just sometimes do these immaculate things once in a while and that's exactly what he did against Missouri, and it was just enough. But I think he went like 8 for 14 passing with 66 yards against Mizzou, and we couldn't pull it out. So Oof. that was that was something. Yeah, well, having a guy who can tuck the ball and run for 20 yards in a split second when the play breaks down is, uh, is kind of nice, especially in college football. All right, so switching gears to basketball. New addition to the team. You may have heard of him. His name is Connor Vanover. Have you heard of Connor yes, Vanover, Kyle? Yeah. I was really tempted to dig through some old episodes and see if you had said anything, you know, just really inflammatory about Connor Vanover <laughs> from when we played uh, Arkansas in the past. It's very possible. There's been a lot of funny tweets surfacing. It feels like everybody's just kind of, the Mizzou Twitter is just kind of getting it out of the way, like acknowledging, we're yes, sorry. we were very mean to Connor. Uh, you got to understand it's because he was with Arkansas. We're moving past that. Please forgive us. We love you now. That yeah, seemed like that's, the vibe. That's exactly what's happening. So Connor Vanover, using his fifth year at Mizzou, spent one season at Cal, two at Arkansas, and last year was at Oral Roberts. Um, looking at his stats from his career, really didn't get a huge opportunity to do a whole lot at Cal or Arkansas. Uh, finally put it together at Oral Roberts. Obviously, they're in the Summit League. So a uh, step down in competition, but he was actually really good for them last year. Um, first in the conference in two-point field goal for percentage, shot 67% from two. Number one in the conference in block percentage. Number two in defensive rebounding percentage. Number four in effective field goal percentage. Number 10 in offensive rating. Yeah. For the season in the Summit League. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's really kind of an anomaly of a, of a player because he's 7'5". Seven 7'5 seven is, is what Oral Roberts had him listed at. 
Arkansas, I think, had him at seven three. So okay, somewhere between Big seven difference. three and seven five. Yeah, he's an absolute freak uh, with how tall he is, and uh, honestly, he's pretty mobile. Like he moves around well. He shoots from three pretty well. Seems like in one of the games we played against him when he was at Arkansas, he made three or four threes in in that game. Um, he's been a pesky to play against. Yeah, on his career, uh, for his entire career, he's shooting 32% from three on almost 300 attempts. Um, weighing that down a little bit is a one for 13 per, uh, performance uh, in 2022 at Arkansas. He only played in 15 games. But uh, last year with Oral Roberts, on 135 attempts, he shot 33%. And yeah, at 7.3 to 7.5, That'll yeah. work. Yeah, I have to imagine whenever you are seven three two seven five somewhere in that range, uh, it takes some time to adjust to the level of competition that is high Division one basketball. I mean, it takes anybody time to to develop and get used to that level of competition. But I th I would think whenever you are kind of a freak of nature, honestly, like it might just add a little bit more time um, just to kind of get the feeling of navigating your own body in a i guess in a way yeah um so the fact that he's what if three four years into his college career now um you know i think he's got a chance to really be coming around and feeling comfortable with himself and you know he could have a really productive year yeah and i don't think he's going to be asked to you know play 30 plus minutes a game at the five spot for mizzou this year i think there's going to be it seems like uh, Coach Gates is putting together sort of a rotation of bigs that have slightly different roles for different situations. Um, but I don't know. It seems like uh, seems like we're heading in the right direction. Sometime soon, maybe next week, I'll kind of put together what's shaping up to be the final roster. There could still be additions or subtractions, but uh, with some news this week, it looks like that's kind of solidifying. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that a little bit more. But Okay, tell me how insane this statement is mm -hmm. connor vanover will be what we kind of hoped modiara was going to be this season that's i don't think that's insane i could see i could see i definitely think connor vanover will be a better fit for what the staff wants him to do mm -hmm. than diara was it seemed like i mean all the way through him leaving the program it seemed like the staff was like, we need you to play the five. And right. he was like, I'm a wing, actually. He didn't want to do that. Yeah. And I feel like he tweeted something about that yeah. on his way out. That was yeah. like they were trying to fit him into uh, the wrong spot. That's I, it's exactly what I guess I'm alluding to is I feel like Vanover has the ability to kind of step out and play on the perimeter if he wants to or if they need that from him. Uh, be, kind of like diara clearly wanted to do but mm -hmm. wasn't that great at it because mm -hmm. he just anytime he was trying to dribble around it just didn't have good ball security or anything like that uh but they both can shoot a little bit but i think vanover is more capable inside and will help the team on the interior more than diara was able to do or maybe willing to do another thing that's interesting about vanover is he's a very good free throw shooter uh 81 for his career so that always helps and a very low turnover guy so um, he was like top 20 in the conference in with Oral Roberts last year uh, in turnover rate. So, yeah, I mean, it, you don't want to get too excited about a guy that just really hasn't 
had to do a whole lot and his only significant production was in the summit league but oral roberts was a good team that had a, a decent schedule last year um in the non-conference and, and that, oral roberts had a fun little squad last year with yep. uh max Asmus and uh freak of nature connor vanover and friends yeah they i know they were a uh, trendy pick in the ncaa tournament but then um we're not able to pull off the 12-5 upset over Duke. Duke kind of... Probably because they were the better team. And the 12 seed seems to always win those matchups. They were good enough to be the 5 seed. Oh, I see. <laughs> so the, the the result was flipped. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. they, should, they were they, misseeded. They should have been. Exactly. I, I'm following you. Um, I did think it was interesting. Last year, um, Oral Roberts played Utah State, who Missouri played in the uh, NCAA tournament. Oral Roberts lost by 10. Uh, in that game, Connor Vanover had 18 points and 12 rebound double-double with four blocks. That'll play. Yeah. Um. So welcome aboard, Connor Vanover. You were sorry if we ever said anything disparaging about you on this podcast. <laughs> it wasn't you. It was the jersey. It wasn't you. It was probably me. <laughs> it probably wasn't me. It was probably Kyle. Um, Connor Vanover, welcome aboard. Um, looking at the basketball roster a little bit more, Caleb Brown announced he will be returning to play at least his junior season at Mizzou after previously entering the transfer portal. Now I might as well go ahead and mention this might have something to do with the fact that Isaiah Mosley is not returning to Mizzou. So maybe there was a spot, maybe they were both in contention for that spot and only one of them was going to get it. It, I don't know if that's true, but the timing might mean that that's the case, but Caleb Brown returning. I'm kind of low key excited about that. I think, uh, I've always been intrigued by his game just because of his size and like playmaking ability. If he can kind of hone in that sort of big guard, that kind of like point forward type of role. I don't know. I think there's a place for him as a as an upperclassman and i think dennis gates is a coach who could get the most out of him what do you think about caleb brown returning yeah i i think it was probably uh hey maybe see what's out there in the transfer portal we might have a spot for you uh in that spot i think was there um based on some some other transfer portal misses and isaiah mosley uh not returning so i agree there but um yeah I don't think anyone's going to have super high expectations for Caleb Brown. Uh, but yeah, he, he really did kind of do some interesting things in high school. He was a very productive player and he does have a unique skill set where um, he's an excellent passer and uh, scored a lot in high school and could probably be capable of doing that in college if given the opportunity and just at a interesting size. Yeah. Like you yeah, said. Yeah. I want to, I, if he is able to break into the lineup at all or into the rotation, I would want to see him kind of use to find those mismatches on guards, like post up some guards and get him the ball down low, see what he can do, and then you know look for opportunities to kick it out to shooters. Um, I would like to see him maybe get a little bit of post-offensive game going. Uh, and he showed a decent three-point shot in the past. But uh, yeah, uh, moving on to Isaiah Mosley, he announced he will not be returning to Mizzou, um, the statement he made was a little 
unclear. It looked sounds like he's going to just pursue professional options. I don't think the statement actually said he was like entering the transfer portal or anything. Do you remember? I don't remember. Uh, but I think I may have I misread it. I don't think he's in the transfer portal. It sounds like he is going to be pursuing professional options, whatever that might mean. But um, is there anything, any other way to think about this other than just, uh, I mean, going back years now, this is just a, once again, another weird, what if uh, missed opportunity for Missouri basketball? Yeah, another just ambiguous situation where clearly something was not right and we don't know what was happening. We don't know what was going on behind the scenes. Uh, and I don't think we ever will. But clearly um, some kind of non-basketball issue was happening. And yeah, his statement was, and his future seems a little nebulous, just like the situation at Missouri. So it seems like this might have been his decision to leave. I, that's complete speculation on my part, but you know, just kind of trying to, which is maybe a mistake, but trying to read the tea leaves on on social media, you know, he said something a few days ago, like, uh, like, oh, I guess, guess a change of plans, so like kind of sad face emoji, kind of, you know, and everyone was kind of like, oh, kind of raised an eyebrow. And then a couple of days later, he was announcing that he's leaving. And I feel like a little bit before that, he posted a picture of himself on the Mizzou practice court and was like, uh, bittersweet. Yeah. I, yeah. He was. Uh, and he's very complimentary of Mizzou's program and Dennis Gates. And it just sounded like. I want to be here, um, but maybe it's just not going to work out right now. Whether that's my decision or coach's decision, maybe we 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 won't know. But I don't think it was uh, any. I don't think he has any ill will against Mizzou or no. anything like that. I agree with you there. Uh, the specific language from his post said that he is he has decided to embark on the professional path, and I think he's good enough to do that. I Absolutely. think. Uh, if you know whatever situation he's dealing with resolves uh, and he's able to f- fully focus on basketball, I think he could absolutely play maybe even the NBA. Even I think he's got a he's a good enough scorer that he could probably find a role somewhere. Yeah, I mean uh, overseas professionally easy. Oh, yeah. I think. Um, I mean, we'll always have a few highlights of last year where he was making some plays and it was very exciting, but. Um, Okay, go with me here, Kyle, because Isaiah Mosley, this past season, doesn't tell the whole story of his relationship with Mizzou basketball, or lack thereof. Obviously, we've talked plenty about Conzo not offering him a scholarship and him going to Missouri State, even though he's from Columbia, all that stuff. I'm, I think this is a time, I think we need to like stamp this day or this announcement as a turning point, potentially, I'm manifesting this. We're turning a corner away from these kind of just absolutely, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? These like, like puzzling. Yes, these absolutely puzzling recruiting misses slash just situations that have not made any sense where we're not getting the guys out of the state of Missouri that we're after and offering the wrong guys, not offering guys that go to other schools and perform really well. I'm marking this as the end of that chapter for Mizzou basketball. I think we're going to see a marked improvement in that area moving forward. Great. We appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. Does that make make sense at all? Like it seems like we've been in this rut for a while where it's like, 
man, what we we can't obviously that was the hit the story of Konzo's entire time at Mizzou was like, how can we not get one or two of these guys yeah. that will make a difference? And before that with Cam Anderson, it was like, how are you not even offering some of these guys yeah. that are performing elsewhere? Yeah, the Konzo era was a lack of communication turning into potentially a lack of trying and just and then a lack of, of faith in the yes, fan base just a lack of clarity in what's happening uh i don't think that's going to be a problem with dennis gates era at all and i think they're gonna turn over every stone in the state to make sure that those guys at least at the very least they can say they tried their best yeah. to do what they could to get those in-state guys yeah i'm i'm very much over not offering a guy <laughs> and <laughs> uh, like, too good for it and then him going to indiana or you know yeah missouri state whatever it is any place like that kansas there's been a few it's one thing to like the caleb love recruitment um you know whatever jason tatum that type of thing that's one thing to like just miss on a guy because he goes to a blue blood but there's a handful of guys that's just like head scratching was the word that was the phrase i was looking for earlier yeah uh, head yeah, scratching the, decisions uh, that I'm ready to not have anymore. Yeah, the Isaiah Mosley uh, just blowing up at Missouri State situation, just completely, uh, just mirroring Conzo's decline. Yeah, uh, it's just those two things were just culminating together, yes. and uh, yeah, it really was interesting that then Isaiah Mosley immediately ended up at Missouri. But yeah, it would have been the most satisfying, of course. Of course, we can't have the satisfying right. ending where he actually comes home and puts it together for a full season. Right. That would be too good to be true, but that was that was exactly that. Too good to be true. So now, we're turning the page. We're just getting it from the start. Yes. Fresh start. Get these guys to stay home. Get them invested in the program early. I think we can... I think Dennis Gates can turn a corner there. Um, and maybe it starts right now, actually Saturday with the recruitment of John Bull, because John Bull was going to be, is going to be announcing his decision and committing at least verbally to a college program this Saturday at noon. And Mizzou is one of the finalists. Yeah. Are we feeling pretty, are we feeling decent about that? I think I'm feeling good about this. Um, you know, there's not really been anything reported on, um, where he's leaning or there doesn't necessarily seem to be a strong drum beat either way. But, um, I think there are people in the Missouri circle that feel good and just kind of that, that connection that John Bull has, he's from St. Louis. Um, I think that Missouri connection is pretty strong and, you know, we saw him play at the tournament of champions back in January and you know, we were there for his, uh, his press conference and, he was specifically asked about what it means to play in the state of Missouri and um, all that stuff. And, you know, he just he talked about Missouri being home for him and that it would always be home. So that was, he spoke glowingly about the state of Missouri and just yeah. having the opportunity to play there. And uh, I think that bodes well. Uh, yeah, that his comments at that time surprised me a little bit. I I didn't necessarily I wouldn't have necessarily expected that sort of connection to be like top of mind for him mm -hmm. as far as um feeling a connection to the state of missouri at all frankly um he did uh play most recently at sunrise christian academy and not too long ago 
uh, let's see here. He released a top eight of Wake Forest, Florida, Michigan, Texas, UConn, USC, Missouri, and um, the G League. So he's going to be making his decision. I was reading on a uh, Michigan site. They really weren't feeling too optimistic. At least the readers there were not feeling too optimistic about it. So I don't know. It, the His recruitment has been pretty quiet overall. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that would be huge. Though. But this is the type of thing, though. Like, I mean, this is kind of that page turning moment that if this if he commits to mizzou on saturday that would really bolster the outlook yeah as far as him as a player he's listed as seven foot two top 25 player in his class and thinking back to watching him play in the tournament of champions he you can't deny his size and how he moves at that size yeah incredibly impressive right but you could kind of tell that he was not polished i would say yeah. Uh, not a very polished offensive game, right. but as far as like blocking shots and stuff, he can do that whenever he wants. Right. Yeah, I think that's um, that was kind of my thought was, you know, I don't know that the top of the top blue blood programs are going to be banging down the door because he really did kind of lack a little bit of offensive explosion, a little bit of, um, like you said, wasn't super polished. He he did score, and but he impacts the the, the game in so many ways and it really kind of is i think his um his ranking in his class like being top 25 i think that's indicative of his um potential mm-hmm. and the way like you you mentioned how well he moves for his size i think that definitely you can see a path for him becoming a fantastic player um he's been a- around elite basketball his whole life he's played with really really good players um his whole high school career so yeah um yeah, very I mean, talented. Yeah, and just because he is going to require a little bit of polish, and he would have to show something, you know, a little bit transcendent to really appeal to NBA teams early. Um, he would have to like show that he can consistently knock down threes from NBA range, or that's basically what it would take for him to be anything like a one and done, or even two years and gone pro type of player. Right. So yeah. that's the type of thing that excites me the most from right. a Mizzou standpoint. Could be a very impactful player that sticks around for for three years or, or more. And with um, two players in this most recent recruiting class that are 6'10", 7-foot-ish type guys yeah. in um, Trent Pearson, Jordan Butler, adding John Bull, you are, I mean, you're looking at the type of roster that we've seen from Florida State the last 15 years. Yep. That kind of stuff gets me excited. Yeah. Yeah. So Saturday at noon uh, is when he's going to be announcing his commitment. I'm not making any guarantees. I don't know anything at all, but I really do think Missouri's got a legitimate shot here. I know what what Missouri means to him. He told us himself Mm -hmm. what it would mean to play in the state of Missouri um, and how he views that as home. So I... I think we're in it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say you picks Mizzou. Wow. I'm gonna, that's a, I know nothing. It's a complete it's just a flag plant. wild guess. But, you know, if we're, if we're in the business of manifesting good things happening for Mizzou basketball, you might as well, we are, might as well do it. Um, you're, you're gifting us a lot of great stuff today with your mind. <laughs> I'm really going to 
use all my uh, young yeah. nimble mind powers to make this happen oh it's your birthday it's like a birthday wish birthday wish your birthday wish is turning around the fortunes of missouri basketball <laughs> that's all <laughs> nothing you could have wished for anything in the world and that's what you wish for should have wished for this years ago <laughs> you had tw- 29 other birthdays before this well i've just built it all up to where now making the wish now really means something if i was wishing for that every year that's true you know you kind of stored them up you know exactly. now you have like a power wish exactly <laughs> much more credible with my wishes well, we will uh we'll keep an eye on that so if he doesn't pick mizzou then i will never make any birthday wishes related to mizzou ever again must not have any real birthday that could be the case <laughs> you know maybe my Somebody entire was lying maybe my entire life's a lie those are the thoughts that are gonna be going through my head on saturday if he picks florida <laughs> um but yeah, uh, I'm pretty excited. I, I want to see. I want to see where he goes. I hope it's Mizzou. I think he could be good. Uh, I think he be, could be good right away. I think he could be incredible two or three years from now. Let's make it happen, Coach. And I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Uh, I actually uh, one little thing. We talked last week about Coach Drinkwitz and his comments at the SEC meetings and stuff. And uh, I feel like we, we always get some good feedback on Discord with those kind of conversations because, you know, people hear our thoughts and they want to say what they think. And uh, I don't know. I just thought there were some good takes uh, from our guys on Discord. And it it just made me, it just made me think that Coach Drinkwitz – I have to assume he knows what he's doing. I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't doubt him as much as I do because he's just in the, he's in the narrative. He's just always in the background of every story. He's always just making comments that keep him in the news, good or bad. And he's not ever being too incredibly inflammatory to like, you know, get himself canceled or something. He's just always just, just ruffling feathers here Sh- and there. Shifting around in the background of stories. He's always tweeting All press at, is good press. Something like he's that. He's always tweeting at Lane Kiffin, who's like, also kind of has that reputation. That's true. And now, see, I could get Maybe a little... Maybe they're just kind of like playing a... They're just playing their act. They're yeah. doing their act, playing their role. They're playing us? Oh, uh, <laughs> could be. Yeah, that that's... Uh, I don't want to think about that. That could be the case. Uh, but it does... I don't know. I feel like that's got to be a thing you think about as a coach like i don't know you want to have been heard of like if you were to switch schools or something i feel like maybe you want your name recognized a little bit for whatever reason that's true but also for those who aren't in the missouri culture you might just like oh that guy that's true yeah he just says anything yeah and he really because I think that's what you would think if you just well, maybe weren't paying attention yeah very closely that, you're just like that, oh, that it, dude, you could think just... that if you are paying attention also that's he's right on that line though I think honestly I remember saying this the day we hired him you and day, I you and I <laughs> when we hired I remember him. saying when we hired him I remember saying people are gonna love this guy if we're winning yeah and we're gonna hate him if we're losing. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like we're kind of in that spot right now because he just he's going to say stuff whether we're winning or losing. Like he's not going to turn it off. Right. And that's exactly what's happened. And yeah, and him yeah, maybe what I'm seeing as him towing that line is really just me thinking about the fact that 
is this guy a good coach or not? We, we don't exactly know yet. And so I'm mentally towing that line of whether I like him or hate him. And depending on how this season goes. it's Yeah, it's like all coming down to this season. Uh, yeah. And I think yeah, that's maybe that's more of my f- realization more than anything. I think a lot of the fan base is right there with you. Okay. No pressure, coach. <laughs> Start winning games and you'll be most popular guy in town again. More than six wins would would do a lot for you. All right, well, I think I'm done for this week. Got anything else? Well, then, special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $10 level and above. Britt Treese, Brian Smith, Ryan Demore, Tristan, Ben Smith, Parker, Daddy JD, Tim Keens, Tyler Harsel, Brandon Groffalo, Brandon Hanks, Matthew Tilly, and Cooper Boyer. Thank you. Thank you very much, gentlemen. You can find this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at Mizzou Sports Pod, and you can email us at MissouriSportsPod at gmail.com. You can find our t-shirts and stickers on our online shop, MissouriSportsPod.BigCartel.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week. After our recruiting one.